Hello and welcome to the Chemistry Made Simple podcast. I'm your host Matthew Macario and this is the podcast where you get chemistry confident and we take you from point A to grade A. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you back here. I hope you're well. I hope you're having better weather than I am. Apologies if you hear heavy rain in the background. That's how it is here at the moment. Anyway, we're not going to let that put us off. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about bond enthalpies. We're going to define what that means, and we're going to talk about how you can use them to estimate the enthalpy change in a reaction. So what is a mean bond enthalpy? First, we need to consider what we mean by a bond enthalpy or a bond dissociation enthalpy. This is the amount of energy required to break a bond between two particular atoms within the molecule. And of course, the standard bond dissociation enthalpy will be in standard conditions. And we'd measure that with the substance that we're measuring in the gaseous form. So for example, we could calculate the bond dissociation enthalpy for the carbon to carbon bond within ethane. And we would express that in kilojoules per mole, how many kilojoules it takes to break one mole of carbon to carbon bonds in that molecule, in that substance. And that's great. It gives us the bond enthalpy of that particular bond in that particular molecule. But how about the carbon to carbon bond in a completely different molecule? How about the bond dissociation enthalpy of a carbon to carbon bond in propanoic acid, for example? Well, that's likely to be quite different. In fact, the bond enthalpy of a carbon to carbon bond will vary between all the different molecule types because of the chemical influences of the rest of the molecule, the rest of the substance. So chemists don't usually have the specific value of the bond dissociation enthalpy for each bond in every single substance that they might be testing. So what they do is they use the mean bond enthalpy that, as the name suggests, is an average enthalpy of that bond type of, for example, the carbon to carbon single bond across a broad range of substances. And these are published values that you would find not just for the carbon to carbon bond, but for all sorts of other bonds, carbon to chlorine, the carbon to carbon double bond, for all sorts of covalent bonds. So how do we use those? How do we use those to calculate the enthalpy change of a reaction? Well, the first thing to point out is that at the beginning I said we'd use it to estimate the enthalpy change of a reaction rather than to calculate it. And that's because each of the values we're going to use is a mean enthalpy. It's an approximation and isn't usually specific to the substances that we're interested in in a reaction, in measuring the enthalpy change of a reaction. Okay, so how do we do it? Firstly, we need to work out the balanced equation for the chemical reaction that we're looking for. We need to make sure all the moles are balanced. And then we should calculate the total bond enthalpy for all the moles of all the reactant substances. And separately, the total mean bond enthalpies for all the moles of all the substances of the products. Then it's quite simple. We just find the difference between those two values. The difference between those two totals is the enthalpy change for the reaction. If the total mean bond enthalpies for all the products is greater than for all the reactants, then more energy would have been given out in the reaction than was required to break the reactants bonds, and therefore the reaction is exothermic, and we should quote that difference as a negative value. 
if the total mean bond enthalpies for all the products is a lower figure than for the reactants, then that would be an endothermic change, and we should quote that enthalpy difference as being positive. Therefore, we'll have an estimate for the overall enthalpy change of the reaction, and we'll know whether it was an exothermic or an endothermic reaction without having to actually do it in practice. Okay, so what have we talked about today? Well, we've talked about standard bond dissociation enthalpy being the amount of energy required to break down one mole of a particular bond in a particular substance. Then we've said that we don't usually use values that are that specific. We use mean bond enthalpies, which are an average of values for that bond type across a broad range of substances. We've said that we can use these values to estimate the enthalpy change of reactions. And we do that by adding up the total mean bond enthalpy of the reactants and the total mean bond enthalpy of the, all the products in a balanced equation. Okay, so if you have any questions on this subject, on what we've spoken about today, please do get in touch. I really appreciate being able to help you a bit further. The best place to do that is over in the podcast's Patreon community. That's at patreon.com slash chemistrymadesimple. I have been asked several times as well, how can I support the podcast if I don't want to use Patreon? Well, there are a few ways if you want to. You could give a five-star rating on your podcast player. You could even review the podcast. That would really be appreciated. Also, if you want to say a quick thank you to support the podcast, there's now a buy me a coffee link, and I'll put a link in this episode description as well. And thank you so much if you're thinking of doing one of those things. It's really appreciated. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you found it useful. And if you have had value from it, do consider visiting our Patreon community at patreon.com slash chemistry made simple, where you'll be able to ask deeper questions about this topic and get more support for your studies too. So I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode. And until then, do look after yourself and goodbye.